Welcome to the Be Chic University podcast. I am your host, Brittany Austin. Be Chic U is a self-help resource for millennials. I discuss all things organization and productivity, career success, financial management, and entrepreneurship. Check out more on these topics from my blog at bechicu.org. Now, let's get to the show. Hey everyone, it is your host Brittany in our first episode of Be Chic University in season one. Season one is transitioning to adulthood from college. Now, just a quick disclaimer, this is not just for millennials. This is not just for people who have recently graduated. This show is for anyone who wants to learn about career growth, financial management, entrepreneurship, and just overall productivity in life and just living your best life. So today I wanted to talk about budget changes after college. And this was really heavy on my heart because so many things changed for me when I graduated from grad school. Now I went from undergrad to grad right after one another. They were back to back. And it was a huge culture shock for me. Although I moved back home after school, there were so many differences that I had to adjust to in my finances and not only was it monetary wise because of what I was making but mentally because of my new responsibilities so I just want to talk about those responsibilities today and how it might apply to you what are some different ways that you can look at your budget to live a better financial life and a more financially free life there are a few key areas that I'm going to talk about and give some advice, some tidbits on how we can better address those areas being out of school slash full-time adults. And then I'll talk a bit about my story and how I adjusted to all of these areas. And from that section, I hope that you can find some golden nuggets. It's my favorite phrase, golden nuggets that will help you become more financially free. That is the objective of this episode, is to help you become more financially free by understanding some budget changes you may need to make as well, or a strategy that someone else is using that you might wanna try out. So let's jump into it. The first area that I think is super important to recognize is transportation changes. There are so many things that we're responsible for with our cars and train and bus tickets or whatever that you have to be so much more aware of as an adult because if you don't make it to work, you might lose your job. If you don't make it to class, like that may affect your grade, but it depends on how many classes you skipped already. But if you can't make it to work, it's like life or death. But that's important and it's like, level 10 in college and then next you know you're on like a level a thousand trying to make sure that your transportation needs are where they need to be all right so make sure your car the train you're taking or the bus you're taking is like reliable and you're doing what you can with your money to meet those necessities with your transportation next housing even if you had an apartment in college it's just not the same. Living on your own after college can come with so many expenses. So let me give you option one. 
moving into your own little bachelor pad, bachelorette pad, you know, you out here doing the thing with your own place. However, there is a price for that. You have to worry about transporting those items to that new apartment. So you all get a smooth $200 from you. Then you got to pay the deposit to secure the apartment. $500 taken away from you as well. Then you got to actually pay for that first month's rent. Another $750 plus. I mean, like, it just really adds up. And then next thing you know, you depleted your savings just to find a place. All right. So second option, you'll get a roommate. Split the cost. Make it cheaper. Still on your own. You're living with a friend. But... You got to worry about somebody else now. Not only are you paying all this money that you probably weren't paying before that was covered through tuition, but you're not paying that and also worrying about someone else in your space. And I don't know about you, but when I had roommates, I always had to worry about whether I was quiet enough or respectful enough in the kitchen or coming in at a decent time and not making too much noise. I mean, like, it was stressful. But that's something you have to consider if you want a roommate. Nothing wrong with those first two options. Probably would have been my first two options. But I decided to move home with my parents, which is option number three. Your costs are low. You got time to get on your feet. But you do have to worry about respecting your parents' wishes because you are their child and back in their house. Nothing wrong with that either, but you have to weigh the pros and cons of all of these options. Keep that in mind. So let's say you're already out on your own working, doing the thing, right? And you're trying to figure out what you should do for your next leasing term. Should you get a roommate to pay less? Should you move back in your parents to just hit reset? Or do you finally have the freedom to move into your own place? Which option is best for you? I don't know. You tell me. What is it? (laughs) So keep in mind, you have some housing options, but it can affect your finances. And I didn't even talk about utilities. All the setup fees. When I had to pay for my internet setup fees, I was like, okay, are there any other fees that I need to know? Because I was not expecting this one as well. So there's so much to keep into consideration when making such a huge decision when it comes to your housing. Next, student loans. And I know we don't want to talk about Sally Mae, but we have to. And that's because after college, you can't avoid her anymore. Yes, you do have six months, which is a crucial period because you can spend that time to research your different repayment options. You can also spend that time to address any refinancing or creating your online account with your provider. It's a lot of like administrative stuff that you can do. But the key is to do those things. The government is going to get their money anyway. But make it easier for yourself. And by doing so, in your research you will make the process painless. I know, I know, it doesn't sound like it can be, but it is possible. And I'll talk about that more in my personal story. Next, your savings. 
Now, I'm sure you know the benefits of savings and I won't go into them all. But yo, this is a time to get serious if you are not before. Anything can happen at any moment. And having a safety net in savings is the best thing you can do for your future self. No one knows what tomorrow holds. So before I get preachy, I'm just going to say, put money aside at a consistent basis and don't touch it. There are so many things that can come up, which requires an emergency payment, but also a wonderful opportunity that requires money that would be best if you had it right away. You just never know. So stack them coins, put them to the side. Don't look at them unless you absolutely need to. All right. So keep that in mind. Putting money aside is so crucial for future success. And lastly, I would say probably the most important aspect that changes in your budget after graduating from college is credit monitoring. I know this doesn't have to do with your everyday spending, but monitoring your credit does let you know where you stand when it comes to other opportunities such as purchasing a car or putting a down payment on a home and this is affected by your everyday spending so make your payments do not be lazy just make your bill payments because as soon as you miss one that affects your credit score don't spend above your means you spend what you had the money for on your credit card And you use your credit cards just to earn the benefits and to keep your credit score high. Do not use it as a crutch. But also monitoring your credit not only lets you know where you stand, but gives you the opportunity to catch any mistakes. And I've actually heard some stories of people having mistakes on their credit report that they needed to change. So... Be sure to monitor your credit because it is your gateway to a better financial future, to that better car, that better apartment, that future home, that business loan. Monitoring your credit is crucial in setting yourself up for future success. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's because it's so important. But anyway. Those are the main areas of your financial life that transforms literally like a 180 when you graduate from college. Your transportation needs is on 10. Like you got to be on that to get to work. Housing, you got a million options, but choose what's best for you. Student loans are inevitable. So start preparing now and your savings can never be any more important because You never know what will happen tomorrow. And lastly, credit monitoring is one proactive thing you can do to make sure you're in the best financial position possible in the future. So let me put a little bit of this into context with my own story. I graduated from undergrad May 2015 and I started graduate school September 2015. So the college life was something, nothing new to me. But I had six years of it back to back with no quote unquote real world adulthood experience. 
So when I finally got my full-time job, moved back to Milwaukee, and started on my journey of career bliss, a bunch of responsibility was dumped on me as well. And I had to adjust to that. And I'm still adjusting, to be honest. So when it came to my transportation needs, I had to buy a car or I wouldn't have had a way to work every day. Thankfully, my two checks from my part-time job and new full-time job overlapped. So I was able to put extra money on my down payment for the car. In preparation for this new job, I set up a budget for myself so that I had everything mapped out that I would need to survive, but hopefully have some extra money as well. So I did a little bit of negotiating and I got my monthly payments really close to what my goal was on my car. So that worked out. But then I didn't necessarily think about all the maintenance and annual fees and such. So I'm still working on building up that budget for just car needs. Quick tip, or should I say golden nugget, I learned that you want to have a part of your savings that's dedicated just to car things. Like I said, transportation needs are on 10 when you start a full-time job. So make sure that you have money stashed away in case something of an emergency happens with your car because that is a vital part to your daily success. Also, when I moved back home to Milwaukee, I moved in with my parents. It was the best financial decision for me. Firstly, I had to transport all of my items from Chicago to Milwaukee, which cost about $200. And that's not even including a deposit, first month's rent, new furniture, utility setups, first month utility bills, and the list goes on if I had gotten my own apartment. So I thought the best option was to move in with my parents until my newly fiance graduated from school and we were able to get a place together. And that's exactly what I did. I used a year to get on my feet with a full-time job, living with my parents before moving out. Next, with my student loans, I am the super organized type of person who wants to know exactly how much I have to pay two months from now so that my budget is airtight. So when it came to student loans, I was on NailNet's website figuring out what my repayment plan was going to be. And it is important to know that in just the recent years, new repayment plans have come to the forefront. And what I pay is called a repayment plan revised. And I actually pay a monthly fee on my student loans or a monthly payment, I should say, towards my student loans based on my salary, not based on the standard 10-year repayment plan, which is crazy, especially for people who had to take out loans in graduate school and doctoral school. That money adds up and nothing saying that we're making money to be able to pay those back in just 10 years. So I did my research and I found out hey, student loan repayment can be very manageable as long as I send in the right paperwork every year to keep my payments low. And I suggest you do the same. Also, my savings had to be on point. As I mentioned earlier, I'm engaged. So 
in saving up for the wedding, I had to make sure all my ducks were in a row in order to pay for the wedding. I have learned so much dedication and consistency with savings when it came to saving for my wedding. Now, I'll be the first to admit I'm terrible with saving money. Although I had a savings account since I was about 10 years old, I wasn't always the best at it. So with this do or die date, I needed to get enough money in my savings account to make sure we were not in debt for the wedding. So that's going well. And I know that I need an emergency fund, but I'm still working on that too because, hey, my wedding is priority. But I know the importance of it and I have some tools in order to build that up quickly. And I'll share those with you in the corresponding blog post of this podcast episode. And lastly, with credit monitoring, I was doing that before I graduated from school. So I knew that I had a pretty good score. And having a pretty good credit score let me know that I was going to get a good interest rate on my car payments. And lo and behold, when I got my new car, it was such a smooth process and the titles in my name and everything because I didn't need any assistance from my parents. I knew that I was in a good position. Now, I do have credit cards and balancing different credit cards can affect your credit score. But if you do it correctly... You can always maintain a good score. I say that credit monitoring has been very important for me because it also shows me areas that I need to improve, like bringing my debt utilization down to 35%, which is the goal you should have or less. Knowing that I'm in a good position with my credit score, I can freely and confidently apply for, let's say, a business loan or a mortgage for a new home sometime soon. So that's my story. And those are things that changed for me drastically after I graduated from college. So I wanted to explain a little bit more and put into context why these areas are so important. I hope that you got some good nuggets, golden nuggets, out of this show today and that you can apply them to your own financial position. So the next episode is going to come out in two weeks, but I want to leave you with a parting thought to ponder on until the next time. I mentioned some of the areas that have changed my financial life after college, but what are some of them that have changed yours? How did you adjust? Is there something that I mentioned today that you're still struggling with? Maybe look at some of the resources that I include in the show notes and in the corresponding blog post for this podcast episode. Next time, we will talk about living life with a balanced budget, having financial freedom, knowing that you're meeting your expenses, saving money and spending freely on what you want. There is a balance between needs and wants, but you just have to be able to find it. So I want to dig into that more because I feel like that's something hard to do once you get a new job and you're making more money and you're like, yes, finally, I'm at that dream salary. I can travel like I want, but then reality sets in and then you get all depressed and I ain't got time for that. So I'm going to help you out by helping you find that sweet spot in your budget to live a financially free life as an adult. So... 
in two weeks, you'll get the next episode and we'll talk about that more. But in the meantime, of course, I got a few things to ask from you. First, subscribe to Be Chic University podcast because it's about to get real, like for real. Every episode, we're going to have some more golden nuggets for you, some great resources in the blog post, but you got to listen to the podcast first for it all to make sense, you know, it like builds on top of each other, okay? And then I want you to visit my blog and look at the posts that correspond with these episodes because I go into more detail about the resources for you to put these things into practice yourself. And then lastly, share this podcast with other people. Like I know we're talking about some great stuff, but it doesn't matter if people aren't hearing it. So please do share with others. So I'll see you in two weeks and thanks for listening today.